Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode here with your host. The D is silent. Oh, yeah. I start off with the yawn here, but I am on my way to work. It is, I think, August 7th or September 7th, uh, 2022. It's about 6.20 in the morning, heading out to work. Um, So let's get into this episode. I wanted to talk about... um, I went to L.A. and the Dodger game back on September 2nd, which is uh, about four or five days ago now. Should be five days ago, but let's get into it. So I got to first got to say we're here in California. We're in some sort of an unprecedented heat wave and it through and through just sucks man it's sweltering just been pounding us Californians um you know pounding us with heat which I personally you know I kind of feel like this heat wave isn't all unnatural to the area Southern California but it just is Triple, di- triple digit temperatures happen every year here and, and every year people get surprised how, how hot triple digits actually are but I just think it's the duration of this triple digits and also some areas were like 115 that's unheard of as well you know it's just one of these things that I can't believe is going on it's um very very you know very very hot uh and with all that said it's been going on for about a week uh i went to the dodger game you know they played against the uh, san diego padres it was a friday friday night fireworks uh in the whole time leading up to it the temperature had been trending downwards uh it had been trending downwards they had days in the 90s in the 80s you know, cool breezes, and so about a month ago, I thought, oh, you know, it'd be trending downwards. The weather will be perfect for the game by the time we reach our destination in September. And I thought all was gonna be good. I thought it was gonna be great. I thought, you know, but the temp spiked right as the game. Um, approached and you know I had planned to take the fam out there for the day and just have a you know a good day go to the Grand Central Market which we did still go but in that Grand Central Market it was beyond hot uh, you couldn't even be inside Grand Central Market it was so hot um, just standing there you could just feel the ovens cooking plus the temperature plus the not so great uh, circulation of air in there was crazy 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 I can't believe I can't begin to describe you how crazy hot it was in Grand Central Market let alone um, trying to eat hot food in there Uh, eventually we ended up getting food and just going outside sitting outside 
because it was so crazy hot that we couldn't be in there. Just and then we had to dip out as fast as we could. Um, but with all that said, uh, we had I finally got to stop and get a couple of bites of chicken at Lucky Bird, which I had been meaning. Then chicken is really good, which I have been wanting to try for the longest, and I, I kind of want to go back. Uh, to Grand Central Market but when it's not so hot I want to go down go back when it's cooler and you can just sit in there and chill um, yeah it just it was crazy hot I can't believe it but we had Lucky Bird also got to try uh, uh, Agua Sandia from the G spots right there uh, which I have been meaning to try too and I got a watermelon water uh, amazing it was pretty good too it was actually with watermelon not a lot of sugar uh, product and just overall it was just good I had some good stuff while I was there it just it was so f- so fucking hot um, the temp was so crazy uh, I knew before we got to the game we were in trouble uh, because the game I felt like the game started at 7 that was just right at Right at you know peak crest heat, but I thought I thought too that you know for it being a hundred and something, I thought I thought that the temp would go down because we're in LA or closer to the beach, you know, compared to where I'm at at my home. I thought that you know I thought it would be okay. I thought you know we're in the shade. You know, but the the heat just pounded because at 7.30 at night, it was still like 100 degrees and it was not going to cool down much. Um, it wouldn't cool down that much there at the stadium anyways. Um, you know, we're in there walking around. Uh, first, we pull up and we park and they have a service called the, the ADA service you call and you can get a little golf cart to you which I called because my mother was hot and I just didn't argue with it because we kind of parked kind of far uh but it was a good service I I I like that they came in you know if you need assistance um you know just just that but it was so hot i mean if we would have had a, if we would have had hoofed it on foot everybody would have been even more miserable um but with all that said we, we you know we parked we got into the game and i thought we were going to cool down but once we get inside we were sitting in the lodge lodge field lower lodge field level once you got inside it felt just like the grand central it just the heat was just permeating in there like there wasn't much ventilation uh there was not probably not even a speck of breeze coming out of the anywhere and it just the heat in there was just bouncing off the the concrete walls in there and just heating you it just felt like an oven like when you open an oven it's the best way to describe it and as we got to our seats i kind of felt still that uh, 
hopefully it wouldn't be so hot. But as we get to our seats, there's a, a subtle, you could tell the difference between being up there by the stands and then once you get to your seats. Um, it just was like, it was hot, but not as hot, but still very hot. And, you know, we got in there about 6.30, about, a, about 30 minutes before the game, you know, started. Because I felt like we could get our seats and just be there, not, you know, not just hanging out in the car. You know, which we should have done, but... Um, but that's just what happened. I mean, and, you know, it just was hot. And never. You know, I was sweaty at this point. I was like, you know, what I'm. I had to get napkins and like wipe my sweat off my head off because it was just hot and there was sweat running down my back. And I'm sure everybody else was because you could see everybody else sitting there fatting themselves off. And you know, the poor guy in front of me too had like put water in his hat just just to stay cool. I mean, it was that hot, and you know, I was like, okay. Here we go. You know, the Dodgers start off pretty good, you know, it's zero zero, zero zero, and then it gets to like third or fourth inning and boom. The Padres hit a home run. I'm like, damn, like go up two zero. Then like the next inning it's four zero. And I'm like, oh man, not 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 again. I pick a Dodger game where they're gonna lose. And sure enough, they ended up losing 7-1. We ended up staying all the way to the end of the game because it was going to be Friday night fireworks. Uh, and the Dodgers lost 7-1, if you can believe that. 7-1 after they've been I think they're one of the best teams in baseball. Um, and they average a couple of runs a game. Like I think they average like four or five runs a game, which... I was like, man, you know, like, I can't believe that. I can't believe they lost 7-1. I'm sitting here. By the end of it, I I know at the end of it, the temperature was 83 degrees at 1030 at night. Uh, And if you're here in California, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. It's still hot as fuck late night. Hot as fuck. Unbelievably hot. Um, you know, the Dodgers lost. Gotta watch the fireworks. And it was just so fucking hot, so miserable. Everybody was... St- I was sticky. At the end of it. My hands felt like they had been in a sauna. And stay. I got to my car and put that AC on full blast afterwards. We ended up getting an 88 ride back from the lodge field to our car. And, you know, then we exited. We put... Uh, I put the AC on and, you know, drove home. And that was, uh, that was my day out in L.A. Now, uh, it was just kind of interesting to see that the Dodger fans still boo Manny Machado. Uh, did he betray the team a little bit? But, I mean, not everybody wants to play the Dodgers. I mean... I'm kind of glad he didn't stay because that's Justin Turner's spot uh, on third base. And, and I, I mean, Manny Machado is a good player, but I don't understand. He don't got no direct beef with us. I mean, I don't. I think we got. He would have won a championship with us if we didn't play Houston. I don't know if it was Houston or Boston. 
that he was on our team when, when, when we lost. And then he took off. I mean... Or, or maybe we didn't get that far. I don't know who we lost to. I'd have to check the record. But, I mean, it's not like... I mean, I understand that you can see he kind of was giving up. But, you know... It's whatever. I mean, does he warrant the booze? Uh, you know what? They talk a lot of shit between himself and, and the players on the team. Uh, I, I get that, but... But you know what? Um, I've been to games where Tom Brady was in the Raiders stadium and there wasn't even that much booze. Uh... It's just one of them things, man. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Like, is Manny Machado worth that booze? I mean, I don't know. And then would boo Juan Soto. And I guess San Diego wants to be the Dodgers' rival, but I mean, it's not even close. Um, it's just not. I mean, I don't really know. You know, it's just it's just not close. And I, I don't know, so so that's why I don't get. I mean, I would be more, you know, it would be more of a thing to watch him strike out and cheer that, or, you know what I mean, than actually just booing him when he comes out or goes up to bat. It's kind of, eh, I, it's not. I would boo the Astros more. Um, but then again, you know, it's just one of them things, man. I mean, I don't know. Uh, so I, that was interesting to see in the game because I was like, okay, they're booing Manny Machado, and I get it, but I was like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of old news, isn't it? it don't don't you think if you're if you're a Dodger fan, isn't that kind of old? You're over that. You won a championship, anyways. Without him, it's not like you, we didn't win. Eventually, and we might win it this year. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm now getting win now that I've been watching some Dodger games, and I've been now been doing Dodger game, and now the season winding down. I've now heard that, yeah, uh, Dave Roberts put out not only we're we gonna get to the post, we're gonna get to the championship and win it. Uh, he put down that gauntlet. I kind of think that's a good gauntlet but I mean you know we've got all the tools to win it but I still think we're we're a pitcher or two away and I kind of feel like you know our hitting you got to tighten we got to tighten up the pitching um because that 7-1 loss is it's a glaring problem uh, when things get tight in the playoffs, even Kershaw and Urias and whoever else we got over there, I don't even know who our closer is. Um, those are big question marks. Kershaw's a big question mark. I mean, he's going to do what he does, but it's a question mark. Urias going to do what he does. Um, Urias might actually be our best pitcher come postseason, but... I mean, I don't know who the closer is. I mean, I'm sure there's a guy there. I haven't been watching the games. 
at the end, um, it's just one of these things, man. I, th- I don't know that, you know, I don't know who else is out there too. Uh, you know, Atlanta's still out there. I don't know who's on the AL side. That's good. Maybe the Yankees. Uh, Houston, I think, is good. But, it, you know, it's just one of these things, man. I think the Dodgers kind of are already skating towards the end of the season. And I don't think that should be the case. I actually think that we got we got a lot of work to do to try to figure out. Uh Dustin May is only he's only so good. He's like a pitcher that should come out of the bullpen. Uh, and so you only think we got Julio. You know, in Bueller, I think is down. Uh, the rest of the season, he's out. And it's just one of them things. He was having a good season too. If we had him in the rotation, we'd have a solid starting point. But we don't have him in the rotation anymore. And. Uh, you know, it's going to be uh, interesting to see, like, what happens. And I just kind of feel like the Dodgers can't not address that or just hope to God that the other team, they can just out-hit the other teams because that doesn't happen. Pitching gets tight. Pressure gets ramped up. Again, the pitching gets tight. What the fuck was that? Uh, but going back to the game that I physically saw... Uh, you Darvish was pitching for the Padres, who's another uh, former Dodger, and got beat up by Houston in that scandal. Um, she pitched pretty. He pitched good. I mean, he basically kept the Dodgers out of rotation, and you know, just one of them things. Uh, I just kind of feel like, you know, that, that again, that's what's, what that's what we're gonna face in the playoffs. It's probably a better indication of how the playoffs gonna go. Come playoff times, we're gonna be scoreless to the later innings. You know, we only scored one run late in the game. I mean, maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it was the heat wave, because the following day on Saturday, I ended up tuning in to watch the game, and they blew up the Padres, twelve to one. I I stopped watching and was like. 8-0 at one point. And I said, then the Padres not coming back from this. Uh, I tuned on on Sunday Night Baseball on MLB. Because I was like, ah, just toss it on just to see. Just to see, because I just wanted to see. I paid for tickets to go to Friday Night Fireworks. I was hoping they were going to do good. You know, it was sweltering hot out there. And sure enough, they're, they're winning again, 5-1. to one. They scored like 5-1 in one inning. Uh, I don't. I think they went on to win that game, but again, I was like, <sighs> you know, you're out there hot, miserable, suffering. And at least you want to see your team win, and it just wasn't, just didn't add, just didn't line up when we went, man. It was just overall, I was bummed out about that. <sighs> bummed out about the heat. Overall, the the day experience was two thumbs down. But I mean, I went with a fam, you know. Yay, we gotta go to the Dodger game. It's what it is. Uh, the heat, you know, the unprecedented heat wave came out of nowhere. It would have been okay if it was like 90 degrees 
and you know, it got cooled to like 70 in the evening. That would that would have been cool, but it was just an un- it's an unprecedented heat wave, which leads me into this heat wave that's going on again. Um, it's ending because now we're gonna go. I think we got today and tomorrow, which is Tuesday and Wednesdays left. Then after that, it's gonna like a, almost a 25 degree drop overnight. It goes from 107 to 101 to 88. It's almost a 30 degree drop in temperature will take place. Um, which is crazy because like, how does 30 degrees come off the temp? It was 107 uh, yesterday. Uh, and by Friday, it'll be 88. Or maybe Thursday, I'm not sure. Today, it's only supposed to be 100. I think, or something like that. Within like two days, the temperature drops 30 degrees. If my math is right, or maybe it's not, maybe it drops 20 degrees. But to me, it feels going to drop like more closer to 30. You go from 107 to 88. What is that? 98. Yeah, about 20 degrees. You're going to come off the come off the top easily. Uh, easily come off. You know, off the temperature, and so that's what we got looking forward to. The rest, hopefully, the rest of the year. Um, and you know, probably this episode we're going to talk about because the Raiders play on uh, this weekend coming up. So maybe I'll review their first o- their opener game. Uh, but I want to get this talk about this heat wave. This heat wave has been so bad, man. I mean, it just the temperature really skyrocketed out of nowhere and uh, I just gotta say that on out of all that is it is it, is it global warming is this an indication of a crisis uh, in all of that climate change uh, I don't believe so I see I I, I kind of feel that humans uh, ourselves especially as modern day technological and we want to know everything and and do everything climate change is real i'm not i'm not going to sit here and say that climate change isn't real or that it's um not happening because i honestly believe that the humans have have will permanently fuck the world before this is all said, said and done whether it's by pollution, straight up plastics, contaminated water that we can't no longer drink, uh, uh, air we can no longer breathe, I believe that. Um, these floodings that are occurring out of nowhere, but but see, I I think on the pollution and yes, we're gonna fuck ourselves royally. Uh, eventually, after people start dying and there's no clean water and there's the air is unfit to breathe then and until people start actually dying off and by the masses due to that uh i don't really believe that it will be taken serious um but these 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 this weather this phenomenon that you know oh there's flooding like in kentucky an unprecedented heat wave unprecedented hurricanes uh 
I just don't know how good the records were 100 or 200 years ago. I know people, I know scientists can supposedly tell you by samples they dig out of Earth that, yeah, uh, Hurricane 4 um, storm came through like 300 years ago in this area. And there's these thousand year uh, weather events. I, I don't know if that's true. I really don't know if. I, I, I don't know the science behind it. How they know. I know they carbon date. They, they can test the rocks. But I just feel like. We haven't experienced these. Rash. And and wild and unpredictable events. And there's no. I just don't feel like there's details of it. There's records of it. We weren't. We weren't looking for floods. In, in like Texas and. Or it's dumping like 20 inches of rain or whatever was going on over there, 16 inches. We weren't looking for that. So how do we know that that happened there? How do we know that that's a, a thousand year event? How do we know it's just not every 200 years? Um, and honestly, the weather... Uh, you see, and this is kind of what I feel. We've built civilizations around bodies of water because if you look... Coastal areas are more where people live. Inland is just a gamble because most people don't... In the inland, other countries are not, you know, there. Uh, the severe droughts... Uh, to me, droughts is one of these things that I don't technically understand either because it's not like the Earth has lost 5% of its water on the surface of it. No, the Earth is still covered by 75% water. There's just no water where the people are currently right now. Um, and then, you know, for whatever reason, it's not raining in the mountains like here in the Colorado Rockies. And, you know, now Lake Mead in Nevada is drying up. Um, but there's still rain up north in, you know, Seattle. It still rains up there crazy. So, but the things that, you know, Maybe Lake Mead does fluctuate over the course of so many years. Maybe population is drinking all the water. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not necessary that we're in a drought. Maybe it's just so many fucking people soaking up more water that, okay, it didn't rain for a year or two, but we didn't stop consuming. Maybe it's a little bit of consumerism. Uh, so how much of it is, is climate change? It is a little bit there. Uh... But the climate, I think climate ever is ever changing. Uh, I grew up reading about an ice age. And then I grew up, you know, if you're biblical, you believe that there's a flood of some sort. Um, So these events happen and it just hasn't happened in a while. And I think now that it's happening... It's a little alarming to people, but I don't, I don't really know. I, I kind of feel like myself personally, uh, what I do feel that is happening is just there's so many more, you know, there's so many more people on planet Earth. You got to go back to like Thanos, like there's population has gone relatively unchecked in in this world. There's 8 billion people on here and we're all consuming and all drinking water. And honestly, maybe uh, the world was never meant to uh, 
house that many people. You know, back when we were, if you go back a thousand years ago, maybe there was only like a billion people. Maybe that was the the right, correct number. Two billion people even. But because we live in the Ponzi scheme that is capitalism in essentially you need people to buy into the system either forcefully or you know or just what it is I mean the population needs to grow because if there's no new houses being built for people that are supposedly going to be born and there's no demand to to feed new children and things of the nature I mean just what it is I mean you, you know what I mean like maybe having your population explode is not you know conducive to the well-being of your fellow citizen and planet and you, you know the planet we live on so it's, a, it's an interesting conversation but this heat wave has sucked uh, it's been like 108 for like a week now 115 and it, that sucks um, it just sucks through and through. Um, but I'm going to pause this episode here. I guess we'll get back up on it here shortly. Maybe we'll talk Raiders coming up. Maybe I'll finish this off somewhere else. And, uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys here shortly. Hang tight. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. And I was going to do maybe another sports, uh, I was going to wait to do some more sports, but I'm going to end up switching um, directions here. Let's go. Okay, so let's just get into it. Morbius and what I feel about it now that I watched it. Uh, I watched it on Netflix in case you are uh, out there wondering how I watched it now. Uh, the infamous Morbius movie now. And it didn't really deserve all that internet hate it got. Uh, my initial reaction to it is no. I thought it was an okay. No, let's see. I can see why people hated it. Uh, And I can obviously see why... This movie was review bombed by mostly Marvel fans. Uh, But the division is there behind it. The creative team behind it... uh, Actually has pointed in the right direction. Now I get... I, I get... I'll give credit where it's due. I I was kind of interested in Morbius. When I first heard about it, I was like, yes. This looks fantastic. It was a fantastic idea that they were coming out with. About two or three years ago when they first heard that it was rumored. Like, yeah, they're going to have Morbius. And they're going to have Venom. And they're going to have all these other people. Maybe Craven the Hunter. Eventually, it's going to you know bring out all of Spider-Man's villains. Uh, we just had the vulture as well. Um, so, with that said, 
I was fairly excited now um, when the movie started getting promoted and it's been one of these things that like everybody dogs Sony like the Venom movies uh, I liked Venom Let There Be Carnage, Carnage Let There Be Canage I didn't like that it killed Carnage but I did like the movie overall I mean I thought Ven- uh, finally we got Carnage at least one iteration of him I feel as if Got a good venom. You know, now twice in the series. With the third, you know, hopefully coming and with hopefully they're gonna meet Spider-Man eventually, you would assume. Uh My brain's a little scattered here. But anyways. So Morbius comes out. And it just so happened to come out. Early in the year. I was a little busy with work. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came out. And. I was really excited to see that. Because Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Absolutely. I thought that was. uh, Hilarious. I thought whoever invented the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and directed it and all of that, they deserve a round of applause. And obviously that shows in the in the box office and the fanfare it's now has garnered. And so I kind of missed my chance to see Morbius in theaters. And then online everybody bashed it. Uh Calling it one of the worst Marvel movies ever to come out. Or under the Marvel pretense anyways. And the internet was dogging. You know, Morbius from the jump. But I'm not sure if it's a lot of Jared Leto hate. Not sure if it's actually Sony hate. Not sure if it's people who just dogpiling on Marvel, but the movie doesn't isn't really as bad as everybody made it out to be. I'll I'll give them the fact that the CGI in the movie looks rather really old. I kind of kept thinking it looked like Nightcrawlers from the X Men franchise, like fifteen years ago, however many years ago. X-Men X2 came out or whatever. And Nightcrawler was like a big part of it. I'll give you that. I'll give them that. That Sony was like, oh, let's try to touch that up with a little bit of colors. And we'll add, you know, we'll add some things to it. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I think where people really, um, and see Marvel themselves, I think the main Marvel, when it comes to Blade, um, they're going to have to figure a way out, uh, figure a way out how to, to 
translate vampires. Because on Sony, they get a complete F for that. Uh, they made... I mean, the transformations look dumb as hell. Borderline... I mean, I don't... You know, maybe... I don't know. I don't know. You know, this looked off. Like, way off. Like, And they kept doing it over and over. And I was like, they had to have known that they didn't look right. I was okay with the story. The story was okay. They kind of rushed along his uh, his transformation into Morbius really quick. But I, and I don't really have uh, a problem with that, per se. Uh, sometimes it's best to just rush along. Uh, the story you know because I, I don't really know if that in, it, I don't really know if you're gonna uh, could they have really made this Morbius uh, introduction and, and how they made him and how he came to about could they have made it any better explain it in detail anymore no, I think they would have done a disservice, even a farther disservice to the character had they spent more time explaining him. And that and that's exactly where I'm like, that's exactly where I'm like, some of these Marvel properties that come out in the series, like Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, and the She-Hulk did a fantastic job of that too. They just kind of were like, okay, this happened, and that's it. We don't need to get into the the intricacies of the character in that aspect. They don't need to spend a whole movie teaching them about their powers and how they got it. And because nobody's going to care in the long run. Well, not only not only is nobody going to care, but um, if the character itself is not a great character you know you don't want to spend the whole movie on just the creation of that character you know to me to me they did a fantastic job on okay he was a scientist he had some sort of incurable that the only thing I, they didn't really talk about his incurable disease it kind of looked like he was diabetic, but I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, what the actual disease he had was. Uh, he ends up naming his best friend Milo. Uh, I was kind of wondering if they were kind of crossing with the X-Men. Because they kind of said that there was a school for the gifted in New York or Washington or wherever he went. And he opted to go there. Uh, although that wouldn't make any sense because he didn't have any powers. But it made it seem like if that's where, that's where he went. Uh, but, 
okay, so that happened, and then he became a, a uber smart scientist, and basically, years later, he's trying to figure out uh, with some bats how to cure his disease. And basically, splice the DNA. Which isn't that far-fetched because that's essentially what kind of if you look at like the Hulk like he was trying to replicate this, this super soldier serum and an accident happened and he became the Hulk. Literally it's the same fucking thing as Morbius what he did. Uh, you know there's other people that you know Spider-Man relatively has the same sort of get up he, except he's the spider uh, and he gets the spider abilities he gets bit by a radioactive spider and, and nobody actually talks about how corny that is they just accept it now as yeah, as it's what it is it's just accepted as that's his story when you know, there's no absolutely no case in actual reality where a spider would bite you, and all of a sudden you're gonna start shooting webs out your fucking body and climbing walls. There's no scenario in which that happens. Even a radioactive spider, as a matter of fact, if it's even a radioactive spider, it might actually kill you faster. But I okay, so that you know, Morbius that's how he becomes. He splices the DNAs with the band, he comes up with the cure for his disease, and he just becomes blood hungry and a vampire essentially. He's the Dracula. Uh, I was kind of wondering if Lucian was going to end up turning to be a werewolf. Didn't happen. I don't know if he was ever supposed to be a werewolf. or, But I guess they kind of took those names from... I don't know if they took them from the comics or not. But, you know, they kind of... They both became vampires, essentially. And so the movie progresses and he learns about it. He, Morbius, uh, you know, understands like, oh man, like this, this is bad. He's killed people. He's drank their blood and he, uh, they wrote in that he made artificial blood, which, mm, okay. Uh, Going back to Blade, you know, Blade, they were trying to do that. Or actually, no, that's um, Underworld, where they were trying to just, I think, trying to have the people set up as a, like a blood bank and so that they never went hungry. That could be Blade. I'm not exactly 100% sure which one of them it is at this point in time. But the artificial blood, when they drink it, when Morbius drinks it, only lasts so long. He needs to actually drink red blood occasionally and thus that kills people uh, him and Lucian end up tussling over you know what's right and wrong and eventually they fight Lucian becomes a villain Morbius obviously beats beats him and he's on the run essentially he's on the run because he can no longer be uh, he was wanted for murder. 
Which is true, because he killed those people on the on the boat, and then he got blamed for killing the the nurse. Uh, but with that said, basically, what you have to keep in mind is they've eventually, at the end of it, crossed it over with Spider-Man, so they bring out the Vulture from the MCU, and apparently the the spell that Doctor Strange cast in New York and the people were going back to their timelines or uh, apparently the vulture got sent to Sony's timeline and he meets up with Morbius and tells him that he wants to like make a little team to deal with Spider-Man as he's figuring out a new real a new realm or a new universe and I kind of felt See, I know people dog that too, but I don't get that either. Um, they didn't have the same tech that was in the MCU. So overall, I, I thought the movie was okay. I, would I have enjoyed it if I spent actual dollars on it? It's Again, it's one of those things like... Um, I enjoyed it more so because I saw it on Netflix. So I'm probably rating it higher than um, what most people, I I think, see, I think most people got this movie rated at like a 30%. And I'm kind of like, that's not, that's not. I think a lot of people just got, were just piggybacking off of what other people said. Uh, because it's cool to like hate on that type of movie. Again, with the Fantastic Four, the the newest one with uh, Michael B. Jordan and all them, I thought about. Anyways, I got cut off there, but I feel that the Morbius isn't rated at thirty percent. I think the movie's better than that. Uh, so my main my main problems with it is yes, the CGI is actually not good um, I, I give that an F in that department uh, I give the story overall probably like a B minus not maybe like a C plus as far as the story is you know like okay he's he just turned himself into a vampire uh, and I don't got a problem with how they did it how they showed him doing how, how he did that how they showed him doing that I don't got a problem with that I don't got a problem with um, his best friend, brother, becoming a villain. I don't got a problem with that. I don't got a problem with him killing him, give him some anticoagulants or something. I don't know what he gave him. Um, I don't got a problem with that. So they, But, oh, I mean, they, they could have done, I think, a little bit better story. Maybe they didn't need uh, the police detectives there. They could have cut that out. But overall... Um, I give it like a B minus. The acting was a little corny, and sometimes the lines was a little corny. Uh, but I give that again. But that's that's Marvel's mo. Uh, Sony's just following suit there. I give them a, you know, like well, probably like a B minus. Uh, and then overall, uh, the movie in the 
post credit scene I thought was okay. I don't, I don't know why people were dogging that either. Um, so I, overall, I give it an okay. I give it like a B. Well, I mean, but the one F on the CGI again, the CGI looks really good. It looks like the CGI that they used for, and probably was better at that time for Nightcrawler in the X Men Two when he when he invaded the White House. It looked like that a little bit. And then the the facial expressions of the vampires uh, was that was kind of awful. Is I'm not gonna lie, that was. And they kept going for it, and I was like, okay, well, they didn't. I don't know, if didn't they didn't look right. Um, but then again, I, I mean, I know Marvel itself is just is gonna drop Blade pretty soon, a couple years, uh, and they're gonna have, have the same thing to to worry about to contend with. Um, but overall, I probably give the movie like maybe like a six point nine or a seven out of a ten. That one, the grad, the CGI really bombs it. Otherwise, it would be a solid like a seven and a half or maybe even eight. My opinion, I, I get again. I just kind of feel like everybody dogpiled on it as being some cheesy, shitty movie, and, and you know, but not you know, not every movie is a home run. I mean, and Marvel themselves has been had that issue as well in some of their own movies, like you know, Thor: The Dark World was CGI was beautiful, but the story was kind of eh. Um, and that's just what it is, man. I, I thought I I thought it was okay. Again, I watched it on Netflix. I didn't spend no hard earned dollars for it. I didn't waste much of my time. And I thought it was okay for what Sony's doing. I thought it was okay. I just thought it was an okay movie. So I said, I just, just to see outside of the CGI was really bad. Uh, everything else was okay. So I don't really get the hate that everybody piled on it and still does. You know, all the jokes about it. And actually, I think the probably the producers and the people probably peddled them out them peddled that out themselves. So that way, people can, so can go down and like being this infamous like ooh like it's so bad, but you want to see it anyways type of movie. And I think that's what they were going for. And they achieved it because the movie isn't in reality. It's not that that bad. I didn't feel it's not worse than any other random ass. Uh, it's not worse than uh, than I kind of feel than Uncharted was. I think Uncharted was a much much worse movie because it had an identity crisis. Um, but this was a little bit better. And they, and then they cut it short too. They were like, "All right, well, we're going to just get this hour and a half movie done in the books and done. We're not going to spend 2 hours on this or drag it out any longer than it needs to." So that's what I kind of feel that they did and it was for the best. But with that said, guys, uh, I'm going to get this posted up and uh I'll catch you guys probably like Sunday or Monday next week after the Raiders uh home opener football game. Later's.